Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. But if you win, you get her too. Welcome to Rewatchability. It's the podcast where we rewatch the movies of yesterday and see how they hold up today. Oh, you changed that up. I like the movies of yesterday thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Robert Larone. With me, as always, is Blaine Waters. And today we have a very <laughs> fast already... and furious movie for you. <laughs> that was the most not excited. We have just losing steam as you're going <laughs> to No, talk. I'm excited. <laughs> I am I am gunning my engine. I am revving up. I'm ready to go. But oh, before man. we get into that, first of all, we want to thank our Patreons. Those are the folks who give us a little bit of money each month. Could be one, could be three, could be five bucks. It's just for gas, man. <laughs> the gas of this podcast. <laughs> keeps our motor running. Yeah, yeah. It keeps us on the road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you get some perks, a little nitrous boost in having the podcast early. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're, gonna, you're just going to run on fumes for the rest of this podcast <laughs> with all these puns. I'm burning out. <laughs> <laughs> and you also get it ad-free as well. And uh, it's in better quality, too. Oh, wow. Yeah. So go to patreon.com slash rewatchability. Download or you know donate, and then <laughs> donate you can to download. Donate to download. There yes, you go. yeah, <laughs> it's a good program. <laughs> See, you're running. Out of, I knew you were going to Tokyo drift off. <laughs> I need to find a pit stop. <laughs> <laughs> An en route. Only people in Ontario will get that. I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> but we are talking about the Fast and the Furious. This is a 2001 film, and of course, the reason that we are talking about it is that this movie has continued into a franchise which has spun out into a spin-off <laughs> okay starring the rock yeah and the guy from and the mini rock <laughs> the vin mini... diesel no vin diesel's not in it no no oh the new guy yeah yeah it's Hobbs a, and shaw it's from lockstock yeah you know yeah vinnie vinnie jones no <laughs> Do you, do you honestly not know? Uh, yeah, it's it's, it's uh, Jason Statham. Okay, there you go. I see. I don't. They know. just all kind of like look like the meat-headed guys. They're like Bruce Willis yeah. mini me's bald guy with muscles. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being very generalist now. I'm sure you can tell by now that uh, there's a little bit of a tone going on in this room. <laughs> there might be some derision. <laughs> About this movie from some of the people around this table. I'm not going to name names, but the name is Blaine. What are you talking about? <laughs> You're. I think. I think we both kind of are, have gone into this movie with the the kind of preconceptions of what this movie would be. It's like a, a kind of a movie for bros, where it's like guns and cars and mm-hmm. revved up engines mm-hmm. and and no power and no strong female characters and. What about just, Michelle Rodriguez? Well, see, this is the preconceptions. We'll I think talk that about when it. we can and we can talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I. Had you ever seen this movie before, Rob? 
I'd never seen this movie before. This mm. is a huge blind spot for me. And <laughs> you have to check that before you merge. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's also a car term. <laughs> there you go. Use your mirrors, people. <laughs> but I missed this. I dismissed it. You know, mm, yeah. I didn't want to see this movie. I knew that it was pretty big when it came out. Vin Diesel himself became like a star around this time. He was doing Pitch Black and Triple yeah. X as well. And sort exactly. of all three of those just made this like a huge part of the zeitgeist for a while. Yeah. And it sort of went away, but then came back with a vengeance. And now The Fast and the Furious is this huge thing. And I don't know if you know this about me. I can be a bit of a contrarian. <laughs> so when things are popular, I'm like, well, that sucks. Why does everyone like that? It must be bad. Wait, do you, but you got you to gotta love cars, though, right? You're like, oh, the, you're, a, you're a real gearhead. Well, like we talked about before the podcast, I don't drive. Right. I live in Toronto. It's a city with great public transportation. It hasn't been Chinatowned out of our streetcars. So I take the subway and the... <laughs> Streetcar. I don't. I don't drive very often. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't driven in a long time. I don't have a license. I'm no longer able to do it. Oh, God. <laughs> they have taken it away. <laughs> Did anything bad happen? Or? I have nine million demerit points. <laughs> oh, God, it's like a Black Mirror episode. Did, did you? Did no, you I just get didn't an use it. Or anything? it. No, no, no. I just didn't use it, and it atrophied and fell off. Oh God! You gotta, you gotta use it. Or you lose it. Use it or lose it. Did you ever, when you could drive, did you ever get in an accident? Was there any, like, road thing that happened to you? <laughs> no. Okay. No. That's good. No. That's good. Usually, that, like, an accident happens and people are like, oh, I don't want to drive anymore. Once I almost then... fell asleep while listening to Hotel California on the radio. Well, that's a ringing endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> Tighten that up, Henley. <laughs> people are going to die. <laughs> oh, God. But no, I, my, my limited driving experience was all mostly pleasant. And, uh, you know, I just never got my license. My driving instructor was a bit of a Nazi. And maybe I just, you know, something about Nazis and cars. I don't know. Were you an apt pupil or were you? I was not. <laughs> okay, that's good. What about you, Blaine? Did you ever see The Fast and the Furious? And if not, why? Oh, man, this is like an essay question. No, I, I, uh, I saw chunks of it. I didn't ever see the full thing. I, I liked dramas, and I wanted to be a serious filmmaker. Mm-hmm. And You I, like Merchant Ivory films. <laughs> and I thought that when you were a filmmaker, you got to like decide the movies that you made uh, yes. or the movies that you wrote on or the movies that you directed. I'll take the Jurassic Park, please. Exactly. And that's less true now that I know and, and what I've done so far in my career <laughs> has been really varied and things that I probably wouldn't have done had I had the choice. So yeah, I kind of like understand how these movies get made a little bit more and that there is a market for them and that it was a big blind spot for me. So I I watched a bit of Fast and Furious at some point in the past. To study it. uh, To study it. But only a bit. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've seen enough. Hey, I didn't inhale, you know? (laughs) And that's the important thing. No, I... And I, I... I understood. I understood it. I got it. It is an action movie with cars. Less like, you know, the bullet is the engine. Like all that stuff is really fun. And did you know that Toronto is pretty I mean Scarborough mostly is is pretty famous for street racing? I've heard that. There is yeah. a street racing culture here that has existed. I don't know whether it's a big thing right now, it definitely ebbs and flows. Yeah, because I think the cops crack down on it every once in a while. Yeah. And then those guys race off into the night to steal from semis. Well, and then the cops quit being cops and join the bad guy team. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, I'm sure that happens at some point. <laughs> so, like, cops, cops just lose officers every day to street racing gangs. They're like, do I want to... <laughs> Gotta, I don't know, oppressed minorities or whatever. Or <laughs> do I want to drive a car? I'm sorry, not all cops are like that. Just no, no, no. But uh, I just fuck cops. <laughs> Stop closing my dispensary. <laughs> oh yeah, cafe got closed. Yeah, that's, I don't want to talk about it. All right, you're so mad. Anyway, I kind of enjoyed what I saw, but I never went back and watched the full thing. And so, yeah, I think this is a great opportunity to look at a genre that I don't think you and I would have appreciated when we were younger. Yes. And so uh, I'm excited to get into it with you. Me too. And car movies are like a big part of cinema. And 
cars are a big part of masculinity, and we're both men, <laughs> right? Yeah, I tried to be like a car guy. I really tried. Like, so I changed my own oil. Ooh. I changed my tires every year mm-hmm. to winter tires, and now my car has like three different sounds coming from it. <laughs> and and I try to fix those, and every time I fix it, a new sound pops up. Uh, and it's like the Hydra. <laughs> exactly. My mechanic at the end of my street is just like, "Can you stop?" doing this to yourself to this car so i'm not i don't think i'm a car guy do you do any illegal street racing i don't i don't do any illegal street racing i've gotten in in some accidents in my life and so i know that like it can go hairy very fast right yeah well that's good that's good okay (laughs) let's get into it the fast and the furious so it's a 2001 movie it starts with a heist on the highway, there's these three cars, and under the cars, they're glowing green, <laughs> presumably from some sort of radioactive isotope. It makes under them go there. faster. <laughs> it does, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They always have a green light. Always have a green light. Yeah, they're always going to go. My question was, does this help them rob people or hurt them rob people? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was a very well put together sense. <laughs> no, I think like when a trucker sees these green light cars coming, they're like, oh, shit, you know, and it gives them a little bit of presence. It's like flying a pirate flag yeah. on your ship. And I everyone's see like, that. oh, God, no. Well, you could be like, if you were a cop, you could be like, oh, put out an APB on the cars that are glowing. <laughs> Do you see any glowing cars? Yeah. Can we just look for shops and the receipts for anyone that like sold green LEDs for under cars? Yeah. That, that would be easy to catch those Is guys. Is that then. still a thing? Do people still do yeah, that? Yeah, underlight cars? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, less and less. Do I, you I'd have say. an underlight? I, do. <laughs> I don't. My, my, uh, my mom put flames on her car at one point. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just, she's fast and furious. Oh man! And uh, anytime I'd go and bore her car in Kingston, there's a strip down Kingston called Princess Street, and all these people come from out of town to kind of race down the strip. Oh and so man! I'd be out of light, and they'd be like, "This guy has flames on his car, so he's <laughs> going to race." And they, and they do that; they'd rev their engine. And I'd be like, "I, my mom put the. It's my. You want to race my mom? It's not me. I'm very granny like." <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so, no. Also makes me think that your mom bought the Wayne's World car. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. She always sings a lot of that song in the car. Your mom's cool. Yeah, my mom's cooler (laughs) than I am, for sure. (laughs) But cut to Paul Walker. He's a guy. It's 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 weird that uh, we have Vin Diesel and Paul Walker. Like Paul Walker should not be in the car, right? He should be doing something with his. Oh. Vin Diesel definitely deserves to be in that car. I think he was hired only for his last well, name. No, I, that car would run on super unleaded. So <laughs> right. I think okay. he should be driving some sort of transport yeah. truck, perhaps. Yeah, he's not a European Volkswagen. No, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's not driving that. <laughs> oh, I assume that's an insult. <laughs> European Volkswagen. <laughs> it just runs on diesel. That's all I know. And anyway. he's also, while he's driving his car, which is pretty impressive. He drives his car. It's very fast. He does like a bunch of spinny things. He's also hanging out at this snack bar yeah. where Jordana Brewster works. Hey, not only cars need fuel. That's People right. need fuel too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's sort of hanging out there, eating the tuna sandwich, Flirting with Jordana Brewster and yeah. some of the people who are regulars around that little snack shop or I don't know. They don't like it. They There's don't, this they one don't guy. like him. Well, he's a little creepy. He's on coming and being like, how's the tuna today? Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, man. It's a big. Yeah. Yeah. Stop. That's not cool. No. No. So this one guy kind of gets up in his face and they fight in the street. Yeah. And reluctantly. It has to be intervened by this guy named Dom Toretto, yeah. played by Vin Diesel. And he dominates that fight. He, yeah, yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Does he? <laughs> <laughs> he stops the fight. He stops the fight. Yeah. He's a tough guy, and he used to be a street racer, perhaps the best of them around. Yeah. But he doesn't like this guy coming on to his turf or whatever. And so he tells Paul Walker that he's going to get him fired from the shop that he works at. 
Yeah. And that will suck for Paul Walker. End of movie. <laughs> it was a pleasant short film that I uh, thought the stunts were great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a lot of character development. And I think it'll do well on the festival circuit. Uh, there's more. There's more. There's more, of course. We haven't even got to the racing, really, yet. Yeah. Because... Paul Walker decides that he's going to go down to where they hold these illegal street racers and see if he can race some of these illegal street racers, including Toretto, Dom. I don't like the word Dom. No? No? No. You like the word sub more? (laughs) No. (laughs) I'm more of a switch. Okay, okay, that's fine. Yeah, but this whole kind of race is, like, I think the racers start out here to go to the big thing in the desert— which is which is horribly named Race War. <laughs> no, that's the thing that Charles Manson was trying to start. It finally got it off the ground. <laughs> What's the announcer going to be? Like, this is a race war. And it was going to be like, oh, oh, shit. I didn't know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. It's also because it's like two, just like a lot of white people in this movie for it to be called race. Anyway. Well, I don't know. It, there's not a lot of white people. It's all, the, it's all the main characters. Well, Paul Walker is definitely white. Vin mm. Diesel is of, I mean, he says ambiguously ethnic is what he says he is. Yeah. And, and then he laughs about it. Yeah. <laughs> and <they're> at, <laughs> his, his laugh is like a gravel truck. Just, just yeah. putting where cement Where he got out. his name. <laughs> but also Michelle Rodriguez, not white. Yeah, true. true. So, I yeah. mean, I think this. This movie and the franchise is pretty good at being diverse, right. bringing in lots of diverse characters without – they don't do it in a way where it is – they're making like a statement about it for yep. better That's or very worse. That's very true. That's very true. But the movie is definitely starring like the one white guy who doesn't <laughs> seem to really fit in this scene. Yeah. Like – It's like 8 Mile or something. It is kind of <laughs> like 8 Mile. In fact, they wanted to have Eminem star in this movie at one point. Oh, really? Yeah, that's right. 8 Mile living a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. But so he goes to this race and they're initially not going to let him race, but he decides to bet. Mm-hmm. His wheels, the pink slip to his car yeah. so that he can race against Dom Toretto, Vin Diesel. Yeah. Pretty confident. Okay, good luck, guys. Hey, wait, hold up. I don't have any cash, but I do have the pink slip to my car. Hey, you just can't climb in the ring with Ali because you think you box? He knows I can box. So check it out. It's like this. I lose. Winner takes my car clean and clear. But if I win... I take the cash, and I take the respect. <laughs> to some people, that's more important. That your car? He's pretty confident, but uh, but Dom has some tricks up his sleeve, mm-hmm. and they go into speed racer mode, where they uh, they go into a CGI world here of he green comes, screen. Here comes speed racer. <laughs> He's the demon on wheels. He's a demon and he's going to be coming after someone. Why are you dancing at the same time? It's a danceable song. <laughs> that's the original Speed Racer theme. Yeah, that's not the one that uh, was in the movie? I didn't see it. Yeah, I didn't see it either. But, uh, I hear it's good. But the, oh, that's not what I heard. Well, we'll have to talk about it sometime. Yeah. But they, they go into CGI kind of mode here. Yeah. Where they do a little bit of the fight club going into the engine and then through the exhaust and stuff. <laughs> the camera is omniscient and does all that stuff. And there's some bullet time too, like when things yeah. slow down and they're like going around corners and... Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's a little bit, little bit of that. And then there's like just green screen where it's just lights. Like they're going so fast that they're going to like ludicrous mode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> We're going plaid. No, ludicrous <laughs> isn't in this film. He's in many of the sequels. Oh, okay. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> so they're racing and then uh, he, the kid uses the nitro too much. And yeah. his car kind of bursts into flames. Goes woo and he's losing his manifold. And, you know, but he does pull ahead of Vin Diesel, except turns out more than one person can have nitrous oxide in their car. <laughs> so Vin Diesel also does that. And he's like, now I'm winning. Yeah. Race one. <laughs> that, that race war was quick. Yeah. yeah, we're done. Uh, <laughs> but the manifold, I th- I, I'm not sh- quite sure what a manifold is in a car. 
and hopefully our audience is in all gearheads and they're like, fuck you, Blaine. Manifold. But it looks like... Your garage guy is definitely like that. <laughs> yeah. No, he's nice. But the manifold looks like it's just the the plate under the car underneath your feet because it just like cracks open and then he doesn't have anywhere to put his his feet. It's yeah. like the the Flintstones. Yeah. And, yeah, but damn it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It'd be I, funny if he did like that running thing. <laughs> yeah, just to make it go faster. <laughs> he goes past Vin Diesel. <laughs> Um, but like that can't be a necessary part of the engine like i don't know why his engine catches fire after that it just seems i'm not a mechanic but it seems a little weird anyway he loses the race and he loses his car and then the cops show up and they chase him all away they're all running they're all scattering and paul walker comes back and uh offers vin diesel a lift yeah because the cops are after dom yeah yeah. And sort of endears himself to him that way, though he still owes him the car. Oh, and what happens is like, they drive into like some other area and then they get attacked by an Asian motorcycle gang. Yeah, 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 because they're on their turf. Yeah. The thing that I don't get about this whole part of the movie is that the cop goes, Dominic Peretti or what, Toretti or whatever his name is. And he goes, oh, shit. And he starts running away and Paul Walker grabs him. So the cop is going to arrest him right there, mm-hmm. knows his name. Just just go to his home that he owns because he clearly is the person that owns that home later on. I don't know why the cops don't arrest Blaine, him later. You're not a mechanic. You're not a police officer. <laughs> Stick to podcasts. Stay in your lane, man. <laughs> don't tell Ted Levine how to do his job. <laughs> That's Buffalo Bill, bitch. <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway, so the motorcycle gang gang shoots up the car. Yeah. And so now Paul Walker has to get a new car to give to Dom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so he starts sort of hanging around with the gang and more hanging around with Mia, who is Dom's sister. Yeah. But we also find out that Paul Walker, twist, is a cop. Though I guess you ruined it like four seconds ago. Did I? Yeah. Okay. You're like, yeah, he knows he's a cop. Oh, no, maybe you didn't. No, I didn't. I was just talking with the other cop. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, Paul Walker's also a cop. He's so a cop! Don't the cops talk to each other? And he's like, well, I know we're dumb, dumb Toretti. Anyway, it's just so crazy and silly. But, yeah, he's a cop. He's a bad cop because he doesn't work with the police well at all. He works way better with these, these <laughs> street racing. Guys. No, he, yeah. Well, I mean, he's he's go, he's undercover, so he's yeah. trying to get in, try to find out who's been stealing all these things, like the heist that we saw at the beginning of the yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, and we didn't see any faces there, so we got to figure it out. Yeah. Mystery. Yeah. Well, so, like, Paul Walker doesn't think it's Dominic at all, right? No. He thinks because uh, he's kind of sneaking in to see if it's Dom, he's investigating Dom, Dom catches him kind of red-handed in the in the warehouse and is like, "What were you doing in there?" And he's like, "I'm trying to I'm trying to see what everyone has for the race wars that are going to come up." And, uh, and I'm, hey, oh god, this movie. Um, and so I'm trying to I'm trying to see like the the kind of uh, engines that everyone has so we can win. And uh, Dom kind of is like, "Cool." And they break into this uh, to the uh, the Asian gangs right? race, and they see all this like contraband stuff. All the electronics. Yeah. Yeah. So Paul Walker turns the Asian gang in mm-hmm. and they all get arrested. But it turns out that the electronics were legit. Yeah. So in this scene, he finds the electronics and then they hide. And this guy from the gang pours oil down someone's throat. And is like, yeah. give me the fucking, you know, engines. Where are they? And Paul Walker says, yeah, these are the guys that stole the contraband. And no one does – like they arrest the, the gang but then let them go because the contraband was all all uh, all bought and paid for. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> – but they, they don't arrest him for like assaulting that man. No, that's cool. <laughs> that man is an informant under the CIA care. <laughs> like it's in – or FBI care. So it's insane that they wouldn't like do something about that anyway. Yeah. So – Plot hole. Yeah. And the guy that's like uh, kind of leading Paul Walker through his undercover uh, thing, his is Ted uh, Levine. Yeah, he's like you're you're falling you're falling for uh, for Mia, you know. But I think you're also falling for Dom. What? Yeah. So it's not only this kind of sexual attraction to Mia; it's also 
he wants a dom in his life. Yeah. And he needs that dom to be yeah. there. Yeah. But, I mean, it's very bro-y, right? It's, it's, it is, oh, what's that Keanu Reeves? Dude, this movie is fucking Point Break. Yes. It is so blatantly Point Break. It's, it, just swap out a surfboard for a car and you got it. I mean, the new Point Break swapped out surfing for skydiving, so you might as well just call Fast and the Furious Point Break. It could be part of the Point Break <laughs> trilogy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there because there's like the, oh, maybe he didn't do it, but then like, no, he, he actually did. did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the like, you know, the sort of unspoken connection between the two. Yeah. The there's one- a great moment where in this movie, Dom – Becomes really vulnerable and basically spills out his whole life story to Paul, including, like, we've been told that he mercilessly beat a guy with a wrench and spent two years in jail. And then we find out that it has something to do with his father died. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, it's somehow not as bad. That's my dad. He's coming up in the pro stock car circuit. Last race of the season. Uh, a guy named Kenny Linder came up from inside on the final turn and clipped his bumper and put him into the wall at 120. Um, I watched my dad burn to death. Right. So <laughs> I know because I know, I'm like, you still beat a guy. He's like, he's a janitor at a high school. Like, that's how far fall down he fell. And I was like, that's a pretty, that's an all right job. Like, stop. Yeah. Also, don't put down janitors. I know, man. Custodial work is honorable work. Yeah. You have to steal for your job. This guy is a fucking thief. He's a criminal. Yeah. And he's a dangerous driver. Exactly. So, not yeah. cool. That guy's probably a wise janitor that's helping kids out <laughs> through school, you know? Yeah, but there's nothing... I mean, this is like the no-homo version of Point Break. <laughs> totally. Totally. <laughs> and it's so funny because uh, Paul Walker looks like Patrick Swayze, like the hair mm. and the... Anyway, so it's just... It's very... There's uh, other stuff that's happening. Yeah. There's also the... The dude who – I can't remember his name. The one who has – he says he has ADD. Right. And yeah. you can tell that he's just too precious to live in this world. <laughs> well, he's also like super MIT smart, right? Oh, yeah. Like he's building new engines for cars. And like, I don't think that's how – Cars work for the street racing scene. I'm not sure people are like hand crafting engine components. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're wrong. This guy is very, very smart. He's like, but I just couldn't get through school. But I understand fluid mechanics. I don't, anyway, it's very weird. So he at this race wars thing, he bets his dad's car. Yeah. And bad he, move, kid. Bad move. And he loses it. Yep. To the guy in the gang. It seems like that always happens. If you bet your car, you're going to lose. <laughs> yeah, well, this movie, <laughs> throw this movie. That's the moral of the story. Don't bet your car on shit. Yeah, don't do it. And so... He loses. Yeah. But he doesn't want to give up his car because it's his dad's car. And yeah. so he runs away in his car, drives, yeah. I guess the word is. <laughs> And then later, because he's reneged on his deal, they come looking for him, and he asks Dom and Brian to protect him. Yeah, and that's after he wasn't around for the final heist oh, yeah. on the road, right? That's right. There's the heist. Oh, the stupidest fucking heist. <laughs> the stupidest fucking heist. Well, They're like, uh, let me paint the picture. <laughs> Because the guy that Paul Walker doesn't like, Vince, yeah. he's been an asshole the entire time. His his job in this heist is to climb up the front of a moving transport. Yeah. But it turns out, so <laughs> crazy X factor in this plan, they never could have imagined. They never could have imagined. What What could it be, Rob? This guy has a gun, and he's willing to use it to defend himself. <laughs> what, the trucker? Yeah, a trucker, a guy Wait. who is... Driving. Truckers are notoriously upstanding individuals. Come on, man. This is a cargo worth stealing. Right. This is I a cargo worth like, dying for, apparently. I just feel like in America, <laughs> if you rob somebody, expect that they're going to have a gun. Like, f- play that into the scenario. Be like, okay, 
Yeah. If he doesn't have a gun, we'll do this, this, and this. But if he does have a gun... We'll, we'll drive away. <laughs> we'll leave. Yeah. We'll go. But uh, he gets shot he gets by fucking, this gun. He gets fucking shot. He has, like, they have harnesses on because the stunt team didn't want to, like, CGI that out. And so they... That's not the stunt team's job. Oh, that's not the stunt team. I know, I know. <laughs> I, uh, what am I doing here? <laughs> Just like in Adobe After Effects, like <laughs> uh, shift. <laughs> uh, just I'll put an explosion over me. Um, so they, uh, he like gets caught in his own cable, like ruins his arm. The guy is like reloading his gun very slowly. Yeah, and then the mission becomes very secondary because yeah. they've got to save this guy's ass. In particular, Paul Walker needs to save this guy's ass because yeah. they don't like each other, and that's would be a good thing to do as a person. Yeah, exactly. And Paul Walker's talked to Mia, and he's like, "Mia, I'm a cop," which seems. Like what? Something you don't do as a cop? It's a dumb move. Yeah, you don't do. And she just goes, "Ah, you broke my heart," you know, and goes away. And he's like, "No, no, no, no. We need to save your brother, Dom." And so they go on the road. They end up saving Michelle Rodriguez mm-hmm. because she crashes, and um, presumably she was drunk at the time. That's that's mean. <laughs> that's mean. Is it? Uh, but she was. That's what she was yeah, uh, charged with. Uh, twice, I think, on the and lost so, set. And so, I mean, Hawaii. it is a terrible thing. I mean, if you're charged with drunk driving, you can't even enter Canada. We yeah, will stop we you. take it really seriously. We take it here. as seriously as if you, as if you know, like American border security guards and yeah. people smoking weed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the equivalent. Yeah, it's 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 interesting because like the American border doesn't like you can't go over if you have committed a financial crime in Canada. You can't go over the states anymore. What's considered but a financial crime? I think like embezzling or taking out too much money and not repaying it. Okay. Yeah, so you can't. But like the states is fine if you've drunk drive or like if you have like an assault charge, you can go over the states. But we don't like that up here. It's very weird. So anyway, she she got in some trouble on the lost set for doing that. Yeah. So Paul Walker kind of, you know, speeds by her. She's all right. The other guy spins off, goes, saves her. And then he, Paul Walker saves the guy on the truck, his life, and then he, uh, he has to make up with Dom. Yeah. Well, the, the way that he saves his life is he blows his police cover. By calling in, like, the special emergency services. We never see that guy again. But. (laughs) Yeah, he's a lost thread. Uh, Yeah, he just gets on a helicopter. Presumably the helicopter crashes, I'm sure. But then Vin Diesel is like, what the fuck? Yeah. Because. uh, Vin Diesel does some, like, all right acting here. I I liked it just because he. It's not like a almost what the fuck moment. It's like, am I going to kill this guy? And you can see it running through his brain like several times over. Like he makes the move to like hurt Paul Walker, and he's like, ah, my friend's dying. Paul Walker saved. So I I, th- I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Was, and so they go back to Vin Diesel's house. Everyone's scattered because the cops are onto them. Paul Walker, and then this kid shows up, and he's like, ah, the gang's after me. And the gang comes with Uzis, shoots up. Ev- There's four people there, mm-hmm. shoots up everyone. One stray bullet hits the kid, and the kid dies. Damn. I know. Life is hard. But none of the main characters. No. So that's good. No. It wouldn't matter. And then Paul Walker and Vin Diesel chase both the guys on the motorcycles down and murder them both. Yes. Because that's what you do as a as a cop, and then and then <laughs> the guy's like he's hit a wall on his motorcycle really hard, and Paul Walker goes up to him and he's totally he's been shot too, he's totally dead, and Paul Walker goes call an ambulance to no one in particular, and then takes <laughs> off in his car. It's like you call it, you still have your cell phone, motherfucker, call. Yeah. Anyway, that's an important legal distinction. It's not hit and run if you yell. Call an ambulance into the open air to <laughs> right, nobody. Right. <laughs> um, but then Paul Walker and uh, Vin Diesel oh end God. up side by side, and they're like racing on the road. They're just like going very fast, and then it and seems it's like a street race because the quarter mile is the next light. Oh, uh, yeah. That... Okay. So they're waiting for their light to turn green, and they're going to street race the next light. Right, but it is directly in the path. Of a fucking train. <laughs> yeah. They wait for that light. How bad is that light that it would go green when a speeding train is coming across the road? Yeah. That's a murderous traffic light. That's a murderous traffic light. There's... That traffic light has bloodlust. 
<laughs> it's like from Christine or something. <laughs> it's like Stephen King's traffic light. Maximum overdrive. <laughs> There's no guardrails on this. They don't come down on wait, the street. Wait, wait, wait. This is the tagline for Stephen King's okay. traffic light. Okay. Green means go. Red means dead. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Okay. I like it. So they go. Yeah. And they just like barely get past the train. Yeah. But then Vin Diesel fucks up in his car, flies over Paul Walker's car in pretty great stunt mm-hmm. and uh, crashes. And crashes. But then Paul Walker finally pays off his debt. Gives him his car and allows him to escape the police. Yeah. And that's the movie. Yeah, because the police wouldn't lowjack a car that they owned. Like, what? They got to know where that car is. Yeah. Come on. Anyway, so he escapes, and that's the end of the movie. That's the end of the movie. Yeah. It just sort of ends. (laughs) I want to know what happens to Vince. I want to know whether Paul and Mia stay together. Or whether Paul and, and Vin. Kind of hook up maybe later on. Sorry, what are you talking about? Like the the uh, you know the two guys that were kind of into each other in the movie. Whether they hook up in a hotel room later. Like they were kind of that. That was the, like where this movie was going, right? Like they kind of Play. had an interest in each other. No, no. This is there is this is all this is all straight, buddy. This is a <laughs> quarter mile of straight track. <laughs> there are no curves or deviations. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No gay driving, just just straight <laughs> no away, <laughs> narrow and straight. Uh, all right, all right, fair, fine, whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, I I wish it was. I mean, I don't know if I wish it was. I think you know, I think it would be fine if it was. And I think that since it borrows so much from Point Break, it's yeah. hard not to sort of see that there. But it doesn't, it doesn't have that sort of intuition or anything. Yeah. And uh, is it better for it? I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I think that, that maybe we're, I don't know, d- doing something weird with it too because I think there is room for just male friendship on screen. There is room for male friendship. And I would like to state furthermore, there is room for friendships between cops that really like racing cars and criminals. <laughs> Who also, also like, like racing cars. <laughs> you have to you know, have a Venn diagram overlap. Expand something. your horizon. Yeah, you got. Ain't nothing wrong with that. No, no, no. People can people can be all right with each other. That's right. You know, but if you break the law, you have to run, and then you get to get chased by your friends, mm-hmm. and that's fun. it. Starts a whole franchise. <laughs> that's Fast and Furious. <laughs> all right. So we'll be back. After this break, I've got all the behind the scenes. I got all the trivia. We're going to be going 150 miles an hour. Jesus, that's fast. Right after this. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to Rewatchability. We are talking about The Fast and The Furious. Yeah. I also, I want to, before we begin again, I want to have a redaction, I guess, mm-hmm. of what previously happened. You were a bit too fast and furious. I was. I judged too early. I think, I didn't know they were talking about the intake. The manifold. manifold. <laughs> the infold manifold. I don't know what it is. Well, I, you know, I, I thought they were just talking about a manifold, not the intake manifold. And, of right. course, we all know that the intake manifold is a very important part of the car. It's it's so, it's like a second set of wheels. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to, I gotta, uh, you know. Check uh, your manifold. I got to ch- check myself <laughs> before I end up in a wreck myself. Yourself. And I should mention, next week we have a movie. We're going to tell you what it is. It is, we're going to talk about Miami Blues. Not to be confused with Miami Heat, which is the basketball team. We're actually re-recording this right now because because we said Miami Heat before. Miami Blues isn't the most well-known movie. No, it stars Alec Baldwin. It is like a 90s, maybe neo-noir 
Yeah, and I'm excited to talk about it. I, I saw the trailer, and it looked pretty funny. Uh, he, like, is a cop, and this guy, like, steals a purse. He goes, stop, I'm a cop, and he takes the purse back, and then he runs away with the purse. I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, we're doing it because Norm Wilner is going to be on, and he is uh, a big critic in Toronto. Yeah, he, for Now Magazine. Now Magazine, big magazine, and he has his po- his own podcast. So yes. uh, we're going to be talking to him about this movie. So I'm excited. About I'm also excited. Okay, great. I'm going to wear, like, a tropical shirt, That's tropical great. shorts, some thongs, which means flip-flops. I'm going to check into Alec Baldwin because he's one of my favorite actors, and I'm sure he's not, never done anything wrong. So I'm going to, like, check into his life to see what he's, you know, up to. It'd be great. Excellent. Okay. Now let's get on to what you've all been waiting for, the trivia. Let's see Blaine look like a fool. <laughs> Every second week, man. Every, Every second, second week. <laughs> <laughs> so I have some questions for you, Blaine, and uh, I... I hope you haven't done any research. Are they about this movie? <laughs> okay. I can pivot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have done zero research about this movie, so any any answer that I come up with that's correct, shot in the dark. What is the definition of fast? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Well, F stands for – no. <laughs> so the original conception of this movie would have reunited three co-stars of a popular teen comedy, which – Teen comedy was that? Oh, what what teen comedy was Eminem in? Um, I, <laughs> I, no, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say uh, Bill and Ted. You are absolutely not even fucking close. Damn it! That is so far. I thought like Keanu Reeves might have been in this, and then well, then it would just be Point Break. <laughs> You're entirely correct. Okay, okay. Teen comedy was in the '90s. Yes. It must have been because it's 2001. No, it's from 2018, but God. Maybe the 80s. 80s, 90s? Ooh, okay. Uh, it's a television show. Oh, Blossom. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, okay. Right. Can it? you imagine Blossom <laughs> and the Furious? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like a great hat, but uh, What's you her can't... name? <laughs> um, I don't, I don't... Okay. Well, I will tell you, it would have reunited three principal cast members of Saved by the Bell. What? Yeah. No. Where, <laughs> where Brian, Paul Walker's oh. character, would be played by Mark Paul Gossler. Oh. Vin Diesel's character would be played by Mario Lopez. And, of course, the guy who gets shot by the Asian motorcycle gang would be played by Screech. <laughs> wait, wait. No. No, what about Jesse? What about Lisa? What about Sorry, Kapowski? Man. Sorry, man. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah, that when they were first writing it, that's who they saw as the leads of this film. And I got to say... Well, shoot for the sky. <laughs> shoot for the sky and end up somewhere way above the fucking sky. <laughs> yeah, man. That's of course, crazy. Now Mark Paul Gossler is at least like on TV again. Yeah. He's in suits. And Mario Lopez, he's I assume he's still dancing with stars. Yeah, and Screech is still uh doing videos. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> <laughs> that one sex tape, you Ooh. know, that was that was pretty <laughs> Can you imagine all the work they would have to do in healing those relationships to make this movie happen? Can you imagine like the director and the screenwriters just being like Mark Paul? Mario, yeah. we know that there's been a lot of bad blood between you and Dustin, <laughs> but this is a chance to heal. Oh man, remember we did we did that kind of true e true Hollywood story of right. of Saved by the Bell on the podcast at some point. So if you want to hear about all the weird behind the scenes in Saved by the Bell, you can listen to that podcast. Yeah, but they don't talk about Fast and the Furious. They don't. I got this about. great script. <laughs> okay, that's question, crazy. That's crazy. Question the second. Which independent film can be seen as a prequel to the Fast and Furious franchise? Uh, which independent film can be seen as the – I mean it's not Gone in 60 Seconds because that's not independent. Ah, damn. That's so hard. In the 90s, independent film. I can only think of those like auteur films that were in the – like 99 and stuff like that. What's that one? Black Dog? <laughs> Black Dog. With, that has Patrick with, Swayze. And was it Meatloaf? And it has Meatloaf, yeah. Okay, so the movie is... Wasn't Black Dog, all right. No. The movie is called Better Luck Tomorrow, and it was actually released a year after this. However... That's the trickiest 
of them all? That's it, the trickiest trivia question. Trickiest way to do it. It was directed by Justin Lin, who went oh, on to direct nice. uh, several films in this franchise, starting with Fast and Furious 3, Tokyo Drift, which features a character named Han, who is the star of Better Off Tomorrow. Oh, cool. So it sort of continues, it sort of weaves in his sort of independent film work into the Fast and Furious universe. Yeah. And then it further kind of fucks up the Fast and Furious universe because the character Han is killed in Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, but then shows up <laughs> in a subsequent Fast and Furious movie, I assume the fourth one, and you're like, hey, didn't that guy die? <laughs> Fast and Furious for retcon. But then it turns out that actually that Tokyo Drift took place in future and then the subsequent fast and furious movies happened before tokyo drift right and so so they wrote in parts where the character was like now i'm moving to tokyo (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so i can only assume this hobbs and shaw movie is set in the victorian era it is okay good (laughs) good that was a hard one. I couldn't have expected you to get that. But I find I find it really fascinating, so fascinating the way that this movie and its franchise has sort of evolved and sort of adapted to, I guess, what people want from it. Yeah, it, it also kind of strikes me as uh, a little, I don't know, disingenuous or mean-spirited that the movie studio saw that, that independent film in festivals and was like, well – Let's do this movie that's heavily inspired by that film and not hire Jeremy Lin to do it. Well, I don't think – I mean, no. It, what The Fast and the Furious wasn't inspired by that film. It was – he was hired based on that film to take over the Fast and the Furious franchise and then worked it in there himself because he was proud of his work and wanted to have like oh, okay. a sort of continuous artistic legacy, I guess. Uh, OK. See, I have a – Hollywood has a poor reputation for that. They so, do have yeah. a poor reputation. But of course, James Lynn has also revitalized the franchise even though Tokyo Drift wasn't the most successful of those films. His sort of stewarding of it has made it the, the big thing that it is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's great. Third question. And if you don't get this – then you don't get to drive a car anymore. What? You lose your license. This is horrible. <laughs> Which two cast members were not legally able to drive during the filming of this movie? Michelle Rodriguez. <laughs> no, uh, I'm going to say, oh, fuck. It can't be Vin Diesel. I saw him driving. I mean, I guess he wasn't legally, but he could still do it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say Vin Diesel. And fuck it, Paul Walker. I'm going to say the b- both main characters. You're wrong. Damn it. It was Michelle Rodriguez no. and Jordana Brewster. Whoa. Apparently they didn't have their learner permits yet. Okay, because they were Hollywood cast them so young. Yeah. Oh, gross. <laughs> it wasn't for anything. It wasn't for anything that uh, they did on the road. It's just that they were so young in this movie, as romantic. And, oh, Jesus. Well, I don't know how old they were, but right. also sort of related to that. Which two characters were romantically involved during the filming of this movie? Um, Vin Diesel and Jordana Brewster. Wrong. What? Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez. Oh, they they really went the method on that. Yeah, because they played a couple in the film, and then uh, it was probably gross to be on set, and then I assume they would just keep making out after the take ended. <laughs> and then it gets a little bit sexy. Vin, Michelle, can you? Okay. <laughs> oh, they're keep, going to the back seat. Keep rolling. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my trivia. You did poorly. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's my pink slip. <laughs> I get your car. Damn it. That's, you don't even have a license. It's going to be dangerous. But it never stopped Michelle Rodriguez. So, <laughs> so this movie has a sort of interesting development. It was written by... Gary Scott Thompson, who we talked about. Hollow Man. He was the screenwriter of Hollow Man. And also uh, David Ayers, who wrote Suicide Squad. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, it was originally developed or written with uh, Mark Paul Gossler in sort of mind. And then once 
they saw Point Break, they sort of just decided to rip it off. Like they acknowledge that Point Break that it's they call it an updating of Point Break, but Point Break came out in like ninety fucking two. Right. You yeah, don't yeah. need to update that shit. Yeah. Yeah. What are they, Sony with Spider-Man? Come on. But they did actually have to buy the title of the movie because there was a previous movie called The Fast and the Furious from 1955. (laughs) Yes, this is what I think of when I think of this movie. I think 1955, you got to have some fast cars then. Mm -hmm. And I should also mention, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that there's also a Chuck Jones cartoon called Fast and Furious. Oh, yeah. From 1933, I think it is, which introduces a few characters that you might know, like the Roadrunner. Oh, wow. And Wiley E. Coyote. It introduces them. Introduces wow. them. That's crazy. So quite a legacy for this. <laughs> this title. For this title. What Did you look up what happened in that 1950s movie? No. Oh, okay. No. It was like a model, Ford Model T or something like that. Well, I think it's another, Whoa, yeah, it's another so racing fast. movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but obviously a lot slower. The yeah. definition of fast. And cranking the engine. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> no, it's 1920. Yeah. But the, the first movie, it was a pretty big success. Also, like I said, it sort of came out at the same time as uh, or right before Triple X, which was right. also a big success for Vin Diesel. And he didn't want to come back for any of the sequels. He he had initially oh, yeah. declined being in Too Fast, Too Furious. Right. And he had declined being in Tokyo Drift to do the Pitch Black sequel. Which right. was he a, loved that pitch black he stuff. He loved pitch black. He kept on trying to get it off the ground. But it was a big flop. Yeah. So we have Paul Walker in Too Fast, Too Furious, and then by the third movie, they completely revamp it. There's nobody from the two Fast and Furious movies, the first two, in the third Fast and Furious movie. Right. Except at the end, Dom shows up just to sort of connect it to the franchise as a cameo. Nice. After that, like, the movie was a flop. Right. I think it maybe it probably made back its money, but it wasn't a huge success the way that we think of the franchise. It was after that that they decided to sort of reboot the franchise and move away from the drag racing sort of culture. That's the other part I forgot, forgot to mention. This, this, the original f- inception of this movie was from an article in Vibe magazine called Racer X – which documented mm. the New York illegal street racing culture. Right. Cool. Yeah, I read the article. It was very interesting. And, you know, it's, it basically talks about these guys who put on the races, just like we see right. at the beginning of this film. And, like, how important it was to, like, the people doing it. And yeah. Like, how important an intake manifold is to a car and that sort of stuff. Did it really go into, like, the engine stuff? No, no, no. But it did go into the fact that, like, it's, like, a very, like, multi-ethnic sort of culture. Yeah. You know? And so it's existing on the fringes. Yeah. That's cool. By the fourth movie, they decided, forget all that shit. And they just made it about cars and heists and spies and, like, action. I saw that movie. The first of those movies. You saw... Yeah, the the I think it was called Fast and Furious. Right. Yeah, and I saw that in the theater, and I remember why didn't co- you say anything? Well, it's not this movie, you know. Anyway, I saw that in the theater, and I remember coming out of the theater, and I was like, ah, oh, that was something. And then everyone got into their cars, and it was just like you could hear <laughs> like people in minivans peeling out of their parking spot and stuff. It was so silly, but you know. It it was effective. People really wanted to drive like murderous maniacs after seeing that movie. Yeah. And that's one place that I'm sort of conflicted about this movie. I mean, I think, honestly, the reason why I avoided it is because I am suspicious of that sort of culture. I don't really like it. Uh, there are actual deaths that happen yeah. on the road because people are idiots or assholes. Yeah. And this is a movie which kind of celebrates... Idiots and assholes. Yeah, they're the cool characters. I mean, literally, 
the heroes are criminals. Yeah. yeah. So, and, you know, oh, yeah, laws are put by, you know, people with power to keep their power and all that stuff. But (laughs) these people are just stealing shit. There's nothing redeeming about them. They're not like, they're not like souping up cars for poor kids or something like that. (laughs) Uh, Cars for tots. But then this movie really does glorify these street racing culture but also car culture and speed culture in general in terms of like illegal car racing it's a stupid thing people shouldn't do it but at the same time i mean people do things and i guess if they can do it in a way where nobody gets hurt then i don't care as much but people i think do get hurt and also there are so many people who have cars who are fucking idiots (laughs) and it's just there's so much vehicular homicide and manslaughter and to like glorify it just seems really irresponsible yeah i think not everyone has a gun in in canada and not everyone has a gun in the states and that's like a blanket statement but like but everyone does most people have a car and that's like just as bad as a gun in certain situations and uh you do get a license you do have to go through testing to do it but it's fucking dangerous like a girl on a learner's definitely hit me and with that she went through a stop sign which is like not her she was learning but you know jaws of life and i was in the hospital Whoa. for uh, a long time and it, wait wasn't it after you were seeing a movie it was oh yeah well i was going to go see the first pirates of the caribbean oh yes yeah i remember like hanging out the phone and then i remember waking up in the hospital and that's uh, – I don't have any memory in between. And I was like, yeah, it was bad and, and I've been in other accidents and stuff because people were being idiots and that's scary. And so the worst to, to me is these people that are speeding so fast that are not only putting their lives in danger but other people in danger. But the best thing kind of for me is seeing those people fine but their cars – in an accident like i i ah man i live like the there was this one guy that sped through a through a red light and he was in this orange lamborghini and then uh, like two lights down he was spun out and his car was the back end of it was totaled he was fine and i just everyone was stopping and laughing at him and i i just loved it it was so karmic don't be an asshole blame no he could have had internal injuries. He could have hurt his feelings. He, well, there was some shame, I'm sure. And the internal injuries to his wallet were very fast, I'm yeah. sure, too. And I think, I mean, I also have a problem with this movie related to all of that because it's, I mean, it's a franchise where the star died yeah. in a speeding vehicle. Yeah. And what do you do with that? And they they completed the movie with CGI Paul Walker s- yeah. speeding in a car. And they show him, like, leaving in the car into the sunset. And you're like, that's the car he dies in. Like, that's upsetting. Like, that's not – I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird thing to do. Yeah. The franchise. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I find that, like, just – I find that hard to reconcile with the good parts of this film. So why don't we just talk about – what we thought about the film. Blaine, you, you hadn't seen it before. I hadn't seen it before. We were opening our hearts for this, you know. <laughs> our hearts and our minds. Yeah, I... Let's give the ultimate judgment because other people's opinions don't matter. Wow, they're not here. It's Rob. our opinions. <laughs> what, what egos we have. Give the definitive opinion view on The Fast and the Furious. I liked it. No, it was all right. You know, I think there's a market for it. Definitely there's a market for it. I think that it's a little irresponsible like we talked about. I like seeing Vin Diesel in things. Yeah, he's good. I think he's great. He's pretty good. I He's so good. His voice is so good. He was crazy Iron Giant. He was Groot and all. Like, he does so much stuff outside of... I, he says one word as Groot. And I don't give him much credit for the Iron Giant. It's good. It's a good movie. He, it's, uh, I think a lot of people don't give him credit because it is, he is saying one word or he is, you know. But he says so much. He does. He emotes so much in a a filmic way and not in a stage play way. Because when you see him on film, he is very reserved. And yet there is so much emotion that Mm -hmm. does come through him. And that's 
something That's great. It. And yeah. you, you not to besmirch Paul Walker, but you see him acting like, oh, Vin, like Vin Diesel seems a, like a, a street ahead a little bit. Yeah. You know? And so uh, just because Paul Walker is trying to be big, is trying to emote, is trying to get these things across. And I think that's a bit of the direction. And Vin Diesel's playing the cool character that doesn't emote, but he still gets it through. And so I think that's really it, – it was, a, it was a, a big task that he had ahead of him for that acting role and he did well. I – the street racing scenes were all right. I think that you could have done less CG and it would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Like why – they don't need to seem like they're going through space – to, through the motor, yeah, like to to make them seem like they're going fast. Like there are camera techniques that you can use to make them seem like they're going fast. That would have lent some more authenticity to it. Mm-hmm. And the story is a blatant, blatant ripoff of Point Break. Yeah. So I don't. There's not. Watch Point Break. It's so much better. The subsequent movies, I think, when they get into the heist and the betrayal and stuff like that, I think that's a little bit more interesting. That holds my attention a little bit more. Okay. I really want to see the the movie that started it all. I really want to see that um, driving. What was the driving tomorrow, man? Better off tomorrow. There you go. <laughs> yeah, better off tomorrow. I really want to see that now because ah. because it seems like it might be the first time we see Lynn's voice and we get something independent and new. Yeah, and so I I, I think that might be the movie to watch instead of this one if you're into street racing. What What about you, Rob? What did you think? I thought it was okay. I there were part I, I think it's a little bit like rote and derivative. Yeah. But I think that it has elements which are really good. I mean, Vin Diesel is really good. Yeah. I think there are some parts that are kind of like misogynist and like I don't really I hate how like women are portrayed in this film. Like Michelle Rodriguez is sort of like the a badass. strong woman. Yeah. yeah, badass, but she's like, you know, she's one of those I'm not like those other girls, girls. Yeah, and then she needs to be saved in the end. You're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So, but she's still badass, so yeah. that's that's kind of, that's okay. But, I, I yeah, it, it doesn't, uh, I didn't love it. It seemed like a bunch of movies, like, slapped together. Like, there were shades of Donnie Brasco and, of course, Point Break and other movies about cars and racing and, right. you know. But I think... I think it's really interesting how this movie sort of paved the way for the other ones. I think it sort of retroactively gets some points for for setting up all of that. And it is – I mean it is a pretty entertaining movie. The Some of the car stuff is cool to watch. Watching that sort of kinetic stuff on the screen, it feels good sometimes. But I don't think it's for me. <laughs> like I don't – foresee myself catching up with the Hobbs and Shaw. Right. Yeah, I think yeah. I'll probably let it pass. Oh, did, have you been... So I, I don't watch the Fast and Furious movies, but I am kind of into the Fast and the Furious feud. Okay, what's the Fast and the Furious feud? Well, because, you know, after... You know, in the later movies, The Rock gets introduced. Right. And as you know, The Rock is a former wrestler who became a charismatic actor who everyone loves. Yeah, I'm familiar, yeah. But during, I think, the filming of the last Fast and Furious movie, and there was a sense that maybe it was like some sort of viral marketing or something like that, but it seemed like The Rock and Vin Diesel and some of the other cast members of the Fast and Furious franchise did not get along. Oh, and were, that was where the Furious came in. That's where the Furious came okay. in. And there was like a whole bunch of stuff about like whether or not like one person was taking it seriously and, you know, there's those egos. And so basically the reason why they gave The Rock his own Fast and Furious franchise is because nobody would work with him. Wow. Really? I Yeah. I want The Rock to be a good person. I, he turned heel. <laughs> Just like the WWF days. <laughs> if you smell what The Rock is cooking... <laughs> Went from baby face to heel. <laughs> That's horrible. That's horrible. Yeah, but you like that feud. You like to. You like the. You're. A, I you're... find it a little bit interesting. Like it's all happening on Instagram. So right. these are grown men, and also might I mention, like these are tough dudes. Like <laughs> it's like Vin Diesel wearing like a wife beater. Yeah, and got the Rock. He's got muscles up to his ears, and they're like, "Hey, 
we got this new Fast and Furious movie because Vin Diesel's not very nice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. But also the Hobbs and Shaw pushed the – Wait. Who wasn't nice? Vin Diesel or The Rock? It's hard to say because it's a a conflict. Which bald-muscled man is not very nice? It could be both. Oh, God. Okay. But – they also pushed the release date of the new Fast and Furious movie that is not Hobbs and Shaw back to 2020 so that they could release Hobbs and Shaw. So the original OG Fast and Furious crew were like, the fuck? Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. So I find that entertaining. <laughs> Sweet. So- More beefing on Instagram. That's what the Fast and the Furious movies need. Like, stop the car, get out your phone. <laughs> Open Insta. Yeah. And that's rewatchability <laughs> for this week. Wait, do do we have an Insta on rewatchability? Yeah, we do, but I haven't posted anything because I'm not sure how to use it really. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we can post some uh, some some Hobbs and Shaw I don't know. I don't know. Do some free marketing for I'll them. I'll try. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's rewatchability for this week. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe and rate us there. We're also on the Stitcher, the Spotify, all of the things were there. Yeah. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we're also on Twitter. If there is a movie that you would like us to talk about, give us a, an email. Yeah, you Send can also go email. to our, our website and there's a speak pipe there. You can click and record a, an audio message and be sure to check out the other podcasts on the Entertainment One Podcast Network. There's, yes. some, there's some really great ones there. So check That's it out. right. Yes. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> That's how you can end this room, room. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, we're peeling out. We're done. <laughs> imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.